Hello, welcome to episode 226 of the LDS study session with Come Follow Me, or what I'm going to call it from now, from this point forward, season 2, episode 10. For as I was uh, thinking about the, the number of episodes I've done so far, I realised after, well, clearly I'm intending to do this for the long term, and eventually I'm going to hit thousands after a few years. So I've decided to, to make it uh, seasons, uh, an episode, rather than just num numbered episodes throughout. There you go, hence the name, reason for the change. Uh, we are on part four of our Come Follow Me study this week, and we are continuing because there is so much to do within this week. January the 6th to the January the 12th, 1st Nephi 1 to 7, I will go and do. And we are looking today at the personal study section, which covers 1st Nephi chapter 3. God will prepare a way for me to do his will. Chapter 4 is also covered, but there is just so much in chapter 3 that's packed in. I'm going to have to focus on that chapter today and move on to chapter 4 tomorrow and hopefully round this off uh, on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll dive straight in. Now, actually, I, I want to, again, step back and cover something which I learned about First Nephi chapter 2 uh, recently from a, a podcast called Gospel Talk Trim, which is another wonderful podcast which I really recommend. First Nephi chapter 2 verse 6, we see this verse. And it came to pass that when we had travelled three days in the wilderness, he pitched his tent in a valley by the side of a river of water. And some may question why use the phrase river of water. I mean, what other rivers, rivers do we have? But what is interesting is that this phrase is actually a, is a Hebrew or Aramaic phrase, which, you know, in the context of our day in the English language, we don't use because we don't have, you know, different rivers. But in those days, in that land, they did. They had rivers which ran, ran continually throughout the year, uh, and that was called a river of water. And they had other rivers that would dry up in various seasons, and they would call those dry rivers. So hence the term river of water being used. The same is also true of the phrase of looking at a valley as being immovable. Usually in our language we think of mountains or other things that like that being immovable, whereas in their time a valley was also described as immovable. So again, more as we go through the Book of Mormon, into, like already into two chapters, we see evidences of the, this record being translated rather than being authored by a 21-year-old um, farm hand in, in, the, in the North American continent. So it's, it's quite fascinating. And we'll see more of that as we go into chapter 3. Our first thing to point out is that First Nephi chapter 3, verse 1, and this is going to take a while, so hopefully I'll try and keep this to 10 minutes. Um, it says, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, returned from speaking with the Lord to the tent of my father. Love this um, little side note, uh, and it's not really noted that often, but he says, speaking with the Lord. Uh, and I love this because it indicates that prayer is a two-way conversation. And obviously we know this, but I just love how Nephi just offhandedly just mentions that he is finishing this conversation with the Lord because prayer is a two-way conversation. We then move through uh, to, to 1 Nephi chapter 3, verse 3. Now, obviously, at this point, Lehi is, is telling his uh, son Nephi about the dream that he's had, about what the Lord has asked his sons to do, um, that they need to go and get receive the plates of brass. Now, what is interesting is that the, the phrase plates of brass, again, this is a, a, a grammatical construct, construct not familiar to our language, that usually we would say brass plates. But if you search for the exact phrase brass plates in the Book of Mormon, it doesn't come up at all. However, the term plates of brass comes up throughout. Uh, and this way of, of having the, 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 the nouns and the adjectives that way around 
is again a Hebrew or Aramaic construct um, that to say plates of brass would be more grammatically correct. Again, would Joseph Smith know this? I highly doubt it. Uh, and so again, it indicates um, another you know, evidence for this, that it was translated, not authored. Uh, I mean, I know I, I, I've been trying to say plates of brass more consistently myself since hearing this, but I've been slipping into brass plates because I know that's just how I say it. And that would probably happen if that was the case. But it is a, a Hebrew or Aramaic construct. We continue on and finally reach the verse that everyone knows, and this chapter is based on, I will go and do, First Nephi 3.7. What I liked uh, about what I studied about it this time, though, is that uh, Nephi again says something quite specific. We know he says, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. We know that he says that, for I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare our way for them to, that they may accomplish the thing which he, hath, he, which he commandeth them. I love how he says, our way, not the way. Um, this indicates to me a couple of things. First of all, that there is more than one way uh, to accomplish, accomplish tasks, and the Lord provides a way, uh, and it's usually the way that we should follow, as it is the way which is his way. Uh, but in October 2019, in his talk called Spiritual Capacity, uh, given in the last general conference, Michelle, uh, Sister Michelle Craig said this, quote, um, the... Speaking of people in the Book of Mormon, quote, they each receive personalized direction tailored to them and each trusted and acted. The Lord is mindful of those who obey and in the words of Nephi will prepare a way for us to accomplish the thing which we, which he ha which he commandeth. Note that Nephi says our way, not the way. Do we miss or dismiss personal errands from the Lord because he has pre prepared our way different from the one that we expect, close quote. I think that's important to recognize that Yes, we need to have this mantra, this uh, this tagline, if you like, that Lehi says of I will go and do. But we need to recognize that sometimes that attitude of going and doing because the Lord will prepare a way needs to remember or take into consideration the fact that we need to look out for that way. We need to be aware of it. We need to just be cautious that we don't miss it because it's not the way that we expect, um, that it will be our way that the Lord prepares. So in, in verse 9, uh, they make their way, uh, and, they, and it says that, uh, And I, Nephi, and my brethren, took our journey in the wilderness with our tents to go up to the land of Jerusalem. And again, we have another uh, Aramaic Hebrew construct, or I think this is more contextual uh, in, with the time, to be honest. To go up to a land, uh, you know, when, when I say that, and when we say that in the context of the modern day, our modern day language, we're talking of north, you know, we're talking, you know, from a compass point, we're going up to this way, we're going down to, down south. Um, but in that time, it was different. It was to go up in terms of, now I'm trying to think of the word, <laughs> I think it's altitude, uh, basically going uphill rather than downhill. Uh, and at that time, Jerusalem would have been upland or, or further up by sea level uh, from where they were at the time. Um, and it, and it comes up again, and I'm going to jump to this verse, but I'm going to talk more about this verse in a minute, but it comes back in the verse verse 15. We will not go down in unto our Father in the wilderness. So there's this clear altitude and this clear uh, Aramaic construct, which uh, is, again, another evidence. Let's talk about uh, 3.15, actually. Uh, in verse Nephi 3.15, it says, But behold, I said unto them that, them that 
As the Lord liveth, and as we live, we will not go down unto our Father in the wilderness until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. So it's at this stage that they have cast lots, and that's always an interesting discussion. Uh, This wasn't a a game of chance. Um, Again, at that time, casting lots was seen as a divine way of of knowing the will of the Lord. We saw it uh, with Jonah uh, being cast into the sea with the whale and in other places like that. Uh, And so they believe, even though it may seem that it's just a random random chance, we believe that that they believed the Lord chose Laban to go and speak to Laban first. But obviously he was chased out. Uh, And in verse 15, Nephi said that, as the Lord liveth and as we live, a very strong phrase um, to, to give here. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie said this in 1982 in a talk called The Doctrine of the Priesthood about this. Um, quote, for instance, Nephi and his brethren were seeking to obtain the brass plates from, from Laban. Their lives were in peril, yet Nephi swore this oath, as the Lord liveth and as we live, we will not go down unto our father in the wilderness until we have accomplished the thing which the Lord hath commanded us. Thus Nephi made God his partner. If he failed to get the plates, it meant God had failed. And because God does not fail, it was incumbent upon Nephi to get the plates or lay down his life in the attempt. Close quote. Here we see Nephi really putting his life on the line, literally, to get these plates. He has such that, 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 that desire to, to obey the, the will of the Lord. Then we skip through, and there's, a, there's, oh, there's so much to cover. Uh, but um, we know that um, the Lord... Um, well, that th- Nephi and his brethren decide to take their gold and their silver, that Laban basically steals it. And I love in verse 26, it says, um, we were obliged to leave behind our property. <laughs> it's just a funny phrase that I liked. Um, but in verse 28 uh, of 1 of Nephi 3, um, it says this, And it came to pass that Laban was, all, was angry with me, and also with my father, and also was Lemuel, for he hearkened unto the words of Laban, Wherefore, Laman and Lemuel did speak many hard words unto us, their younger brother, and they did smite us even with a rod. Now, uh, we, we um, don't know the extent to which Laman and Lemuel smite uh, Nephi with a rod. It, it may have been once, uh, one smite, it may have been multiple smites, uh, but what is interesting is that we often, and I, I, am, I fall victim to this, we often talk about Laman and Lemuel and how they're not so different from us and how, you know, if we were in this situation, we may act like Laman and Lemuel and, you know, we shouldn't be too hard on them. And to a point, I, I actually do agree with this, but we also need to recognize that actually they were probably worse than we are. I don't know if I would, no matter how angry I got with someone, smite them with a rod. Um, but what's interesting here is that uh, Laman uh, it clearly is the one leading this, this train of thought because it says that Lemuel uh, hearkened unto the words of Laman. Uh, and in October 2009, uh, Walter F. Gonzalez said this, uh, quote, Late, uh, Lemuel made some wrong choices because he yielded to Laman's pressure. He did not do the right thing because he knew not the dealings of the God that had created them. A principle that we can draw from this instance is that learning doctrine about how God deals with us will help us to cope with would help us to cope with peer pressure. Close quote. So it's just another interesting point that um, there is this clear le- multi-layered uh, relationship in the, within these brothers uh, that you know that some are more gone one way than others uh, in both in both extremes. And also, this is another example of how the Lord delivers those who are faithful. The second, I believe, 
unless you count um, the way that his brothers, uh, Nephi and his brothers, were able to escape Laban with their, uh, without their gold. But I think this is obviously a key ministry of uh, the Saviour Jesus Christ, again found in the Book of Mormon, to send this angel uh, to to uh, be able to support and help Nephi and Sam. Uh, anyway, it's it's well over my, my usual time. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from anyone and I'd love to share your thoughts on a future podcast. Thank you again for your time and for listening and until we meet again.